This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Well, it's been a week since the President Cyril Ramaphosa announced the appointment of the country's first Minister of Electricity. Based in the office of the President, the Minister has been tasked with overseeing all aspects of the country's response to the ongoing electricity crisis, including leading the National Energy Crisis Committee. The minister will work with the board of ESCOM and all other relevant departments to resolve the crisis. The minister joins us on the line, Dr. Khosiensu Sputla Ramogopa. Good morning to you. Morning, Chichi, and uh, morning to the listeners of Power FM. Thank you very much for the invite. It's been good to be speaking to you after such a long time. You know, it's uh, most interesting how life works that uh, when you are announced as a minister of uh, electricity, we are introduced to a side of you, not uh, to talk about your engineering background and all of that, but we discover our Kande Umajiga. Yeah, if someone went mining for those, but yeah. I'm generally a happy person, you can see. I don't think it helps to be angry at life. So you can see that uh, despite all the challenges, uh, there's a facade, uh, positive energy. That's me, my friend. Uh, no, no, bon, I'm I, very happy to to be known to be Majaiva. Yeah, that's me. That's, no, no, that's go, go, bon, go. That's, that's the energy you need to bring back the energy. <laughs> no, bon, what is it? No, it's like a mutagas. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Let's talk about yes. the first week. You have had a chance to get your feet under firmly under the desk. What has occupied your time in the last uh, week, and how do what actually uh, occupies or fills the diary of a new minister in a new ministry? Not just a new minister, but a, an entirely new ministry. Well, the the first part was to just try and understand how far have we gone in uh, implementing the the energy action plan that the president un- unveiled in October of last year. Uh, because I think the point to be emphasized is that we, we are not in the planning mode. We are in the implementation mode. So the intention is to accelerate the delivery of that plan. So invariably, uh, the first uh, point of call is to engage with uh, my peers in cabinet, mm. uh, the three uh, big players in the energy space. So from a financing point of view, making it possible for for ESCOM to get financial leverage to make uh, the necessary investments, mm. I had to engage with the Minister of Finance. So we've had a conversation, and I think uh, the Minister has uh, come out publicly <clears throat> In the when he delivered the the budget address on the kind of fiscal support that is going to be given to ESCOM, the 254 billion rands. Of course, it comes with conditions, and principally, uh, principal uh, conditions there is that uh, it has to engage in um, the improvement of the existing fleet or the repurposing of the existing fleet, mm. and not to engage in a new generation. And then the second is the Minister of uh, Public Enterprises uh, as a shareholder representative because the introduction of the Ministry of Electricity should not suggest that there has not been efforts on the part of government to resolve the load shedding problem. Just to understand, because there's been and multiple studies that have been conducted by the ministry just to understand the, the issues about the efficiency of uh, 
the fleet of uh, ESCOM, what they call the energy availability factor. So he took me through. I've got those extensive reports. I've read all of them. Mm. So I have uh, at least on paper an appreciation of what the issues are and uh, and what the actions are needed to deliver that. And then the, the third minister is a minister of DMRE because he's a policy and mandate holder and the custodian mm. of the integrated uh, resource plan. He's the one who releases the multiple bit windows that helps us to uh, increase our generation capacity. So we've uh, completed those conversations Mm. So now I have a sense internally. And then in the course of those conversations with the three ministers, we also agreed on what are the parameters so that we don't trample on each other's toes. That is very that is very important. <coughs> and that's what I wanted you to elaborate further on, whereas, you know, the minister, the DMRE minister, Gwede Mandasha, described your role as a project manager, which almost seems seem to me, to suggest, I, I wonder whether that would be an accurate description of what your role will be and uh, how you are going to avoid, as you say, that stepping on each other toes. Well, to, to start with, yes, that's the approach I'm taking, what I call not a project management approach by a portfolio management approach because uh, with uh, the only added advantage is that I carry executive authority power. So it's important that uh, we remove ourselves from the space of a traditional minister boardroom policy and then you get to be reported to. So I'm in, on the ground. Uh, for an example, I, I was going to explain what's, what's going to happen, but let me go there now. Um, is now to go into the actual plant mm. and meet the, the plant managers, meet the employees at the level of uh, a plant, understand of the 81 unit, why is that unit underperforming as opposed to if it's set for ourselves. I'm sure they'll tell me issues around uh, uh, the strictures in relation to them uh, mm. getting access to funding to accelerate procurement. Then the next question I'll ask, uh, what is the kind of assistance you need from you? Is that procure going? If the current dispensation doesn't permit us to be agile and responsive in addressing the the trips, the failures, the partial load losses at mm. ESCOM, uh, then we can invoke the provisions of uh, um, the State of Disaster Act, Act so that we, we are able to accelerate accelerate the procurement. As an example, but you need to be on the ground. So a typical minister will be reported to, no, this is what we're doing. They were on the ground working with the teams to, to help to resolve the problem. Engaging with the additional, the, the other, as in the generation side, the private sector, ask the question, okay, you've got a, a project on embedded generation to produce your own electricity. What is the kind of intervention you require from the ministry? Mm. Uh, for you, one, to get to financial close, get into the ground and connect the, uh, into the grid. And there could be issues around grid capacity to strengthen the yeah. grid so that the, um, we are able to, to, to balance, if you like, uh, the system. Then we, we make interventions on on those uh, investments that have to be made into the grid. So what is the point I'm making? Is that, yes, it's correct. You are on the ground. You are very granular. Next time when you invite me to your show, I'll be telling you that of the 6,000 megawatts deficit that we have in the country, we are able to recover about X number, let's say 500, and I'll tell you it's come from this station and from this unit. I've been there. I've seen it is happening. It's not, uh, if you like, a third-party speak, but essentially a direct uh, interaction 
with mm. what's happening on the ground. Yes, me, so that's yeah. what project mm. managers do on the ground at that level, granular, detailed timelines, resources, interventions, quality, inspection, and, and, and all of that is required mm. to, to deliver on the mandate. You know, this has become uh, the whole discussion around uh, um, energy and, uh, you know, how we get away from the the current crisis has become deeply politicized to the extent that uh, what direction do we go in? It seems as if there are uh, your opponents of government's uh, uh, move towards renewables are suggesting that... uh, how on earth do you run, as, I, as in fact one of uh, uh, our listeners here um, says on Twitter, says, let's ask the question, how do you plan to grow an economy on renewables since the energy plan shows growing renewables and less coal? And where in the world have you seen an economy that is dependent on solar and wind? Just a way in on that debate there. Uh, maybe just to explain the following. So the our basic if you like reference or, or guiding document is an integrated resource plan. Mm. So what does it say? It says there's a big place for base load. So 44% of uh, our generation capacity going into the future will be coming from uh, from uh, from coal. And it also makes... Not like we have a choice anyway, really. I mean, in realistic terms. Yes, Don. I mean, you have your own mineral endowment, so you must exploit it. But mm. the key is the following is that it also envisages the increasing role of uh, of renewables but you are you are you are you are um, uh, the listener is correct on twitter so you need to balance the two so when you go the renewable route you'll see that there is a there is a about the 10% of uh, pv that makes the mm-hmm. integrated resource plan and there's also battery storage and wind so all of those things are going to help you if you like to balance themselves out because generally the intensity with regards to exploiting PV is uh, when the sun is up, so it's during the day. And then at night, especially in your coastal areas, mm. wind picks up and then uh, you are able to, to store, if you like, uh, uh, some of this uh, excess uh, the, the, the energy uh, using the battery storage and then recover it at times where your, your renewable uh, energy sources uh, are, are not peaking so that you are able to, to protect the system and you balance the ratios. Mm. So what is the point I'm making is that it envisages the place for all of this uh, energy energy technology. So it's a technology agnostic and accepts the fact that uh, base load is still key. I mean, right. there's uh, 15% of that IRP that is going to come from gas uh, and diesel. Mm. So essentially, you can see already, I mean, the 44 plus the 15. So that's... Mm. Oh, dear. Have we lost? Oh, my goodness. I think we have lost uh, the line there to Dr. I do apologize. I could hear we were hanging on by a thread at some point. They must apologize for that loss of line. But uh, I think we got uh, uh, quite a bit out of that. I mean, of course, early days yet. And I must thank uh, Dr. Ramahopa there. And we will engage with him as we go on. We have to uh, be in constant uh, touch with him uh, because he, I think, occupies probably the toughest uh, uh, office now in uh, in terms of that cabinet. And has also got been given the most important task. All eyes are definitely on him. So thank you very much to Dr. Josenso Ramahopa, the new Minister of Electricity. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za.
or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.